Before we begin our episode, did you know that podcasting is the most accessible form of syndication? The number of multimedia-ready mobile devices has skyrocketed in the past few years, and so has your potential audience. So start a podcast. Starting at $5 a month, HipCast lets new and experienced podcasters focus on their show. Leave the boring stuff to us. Sign up at HipCast.com. Anyways, how was your New Year's? Oh, uh, it was good. It was good. Um, kept it really mellow. Nothing um, nothing crazy. Just went to dinner and then stayed at home. Almost missed the countdown. Uh, you know, S- Signs of an old man. Well, you know what, and then and then we threw on the uh, the Taylor Swift um, Reputation concert that's supposed to be uh, a one day thing on Netflix. So we're like, okay, let's kind of take a look at this, and so we're just put that on the background while we're like playing some board games and you know taking some drinks. But that was my New Year's Eve. I and I think I just found out why you almost fell asleep. You put in on the Taylor Swift Reputation tour. <laughs> Not one of her strongest albums, actually. I, I was more of the the previous album, the 1986. Sounds like you got a little bad blood there. <laughs> oh, good, nice, nice. I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, any uh, any resolutions? Did you make any resolutions this year? Oh, you know the regular. I'm gonna get fit and hit the gym a lot more. Um, which actually, like as of yesterday. Um, doing pretty well and I, I downloaded like a uh a calorie tracker and stuff on my phone and um you know i signed up for boot camp uh and doing all that kind of stuff and just hoping it continues uh past the first day <laughs> so you're like day one of 365 and now you're yeah now you're on day two and you're here like going ah oh, should i go to the gym like nah screw it i'm gonna be on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> as i'm here eating my oatmeal that's slightly undercooked <laughs> and my coffee is just it like coffee? oh it's a coffee black though no sugar or creamer buddy yeah no sugar no creamer i mean but that's how i normally drink my coffee i, I hardly ever get any um or anything put into it oh really yeah i mean Wait. every once in a while i'll go to like starbucks and i'll get like a, a latte or something but i try and keep it like half the half the sweetener um you know almond milk instead of uh 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 regular milk all that kind of stuff then whose creamer was that in there in your fridge every time when i come over oh uh nina nina buys that um like every once in a while because that i think that's almond coconut or that was like a coconut creamer so um it's a little bit better for you uh but every once in a while i'll throw a splash in there but not it's not um often Nina, Nina buys that because she likes it, and then uh, um, you guys happen to be over, and you're like, "Oh, cool, perfect." Okay, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's what um, that you're the reason why. If I, oh, you know what, coconut creeper is way better than you know, obviously regular milk, and it's a better alternative, and that's what that got me uh, to buying that in the house. But, uh, uh, yeah, but it I'm, is good stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, that's why I was like, going, wait, if you don't have it, then who the hell drinks it? Going, ah, yes, Nina, the other, the other inhabitant <laughs> of the house. Yeah. How about you, man? Any uh, New Year's resolutions? Um, nothing I could think of. Obviously, yeah, you know, whole, um, just trying to work on the f- health thing, making sure eat better, you know, work out more, blah, blah, blah. You know, the same old, same old. Nothing nothing too new. Uh, you guys are thing- still doing CrossFit? 
in the yeah. in your garage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The House of M CrossFit uh, box is uh, mm-hmm. is is uh, is open for 2019 already. So we're accepting all applications. You get a free tote bag and everything. So it's you know. <laughs> um, but other than that, we have. Um, the only other, uh, res- not resolution, but I-, I guess you'd say goals. Well, yeah, that's a resolution is a goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, that's it's more towards uh, towards a podcast and stuff. So I'm just trying to expand out the brand more, um, get more followers, listeners, subscribers uh, to to the program. You know, we just just trying to you know expand and make this thing grow. Um, this is we're like on year two and a half three already so wow has it been that long i want to say yeah because well you know i started late november two years ago so i'd say we're on year two i guess you could say okay yeah so um but yeah um just want to try and uh, get things moving along here for us and everyone that's uh, affiliated with the podcast and um like i said uh in our last uh podcast with jeremiah yeah we gotta make some money out of this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I'm not, I'm, just not, I'm not about the corporate dollar, guys. Don't worry. I'll, I'll still always stay true. I won't let any of our sponsorships by Clearly Canadian or um, Body Armor, you know, t- uh, take our uh, take us away from uh, the, the real meaning of this podcast, which is, you know, providing content, nerdy content, and in which today is, is going to be something right up your alley. We're going to start off our first year pretty awesome, I guess I'd say. So yeah, I don't. Listening to Keeping It Nerd. Welcome everyone to another episode of Keeping It Nerd. This is episode 35. This is the review of season eight of Voltron Legendary Defender on Netflix. Um, as always, I'm your host. Um, I today I have my co-host with me. Um, would you like to say hello, Mr. Co-host? Hi, this is uh, Nico Bastajo. Again, glad to be back on uh, on this podcast. I've been on quite a few times actually in the last couple of months, so 
I was glad to be here. Yeah, you know, we're you know trying to make a little bit of consistency here. Um, you're our you're our Voltron guru of of sorts and other stuff. Um, yeah, season eight happened. We did season seven maybe two months ago. Season eight rolled around. We, anticipation was hot coming in, especially after the, how season seven ended. And then, yeah. and then this season eight was presented in front of us. Well, obviously, give you. Our last minute, and not last minute, but our uh, what we thought of the rating of the season at the end. But you're probably gonna get it, get to know listeners by the way we're gonna be talking about about it. Uh, yeah, so let's jump right into uh, season eight of Voltron. Um, Nico, where were you coming into this already? Like, let's, let's give everyone a reminder if they if they had not, which they should have, been listening to a season seven review. Where were you coming into the season eight? Um, well, after season seven, uh, like I said in our last podcast, which had um, I think thirteen episodes, um, I was uh, I was I was divided with the first half of season seven uh, being, you know, feeling like it was a lot of fluff and a lot of filler, and then um, halfway through the season, it just ramped up and um, it like I had to watch like I, I sped through the rest of that season. Um, uh, uh, season seven, and then it ended like on such a high note, and it was like it hit. It really, the, I felt like the drama and the action and the intensity uh, were um, were at a new high uh, for the series. And by the end of season seven, I could not wait for uh, to see uh, more of it, uh, especially since the rumor was that it was the season eight was going to be the final season, which spoilers it was. Um, but uh yeah that's just that you know i was really hyped to see this um and then uh luckily you know it, it didn't take too long for it to come out and you know here we are season eight yeah i i appreciated uh netflix and how they were able to with this series at least they're able to churn out the episodes so oh the seasons you know pretty close together we never once felt like uh oh god now i have to wait another year year and a half or maybe you know like like an Attack on Titan type deal, or in this case, or my latest uh, vice is uh, My Hero Academia. Like season three won't be happening oh. until October 2019 or this year. So I'm like going, shit, I binged watched it. Now I caught up and now I've got to wait till towards the end of this year. Now I'm like going, great. Now I'm just twiddling my thumbs and like going, please hurry, please hurry, please hurry. Um, Which, side note, I tried to watch that the other day on, um, on Hulu. Um, and um, they only have the English version. And I was like, I listened to five minutes of this. I was like, no, my ears hurt already. <laughs> so I stopped it. I'm hopefully no, uh, to start watching that um, in its original Japanese version with the subtitles. Oh, so wait, they don't have uh, on Hulu. They had they had they had both. That's how I watched it. I don't know. I have to double check. But the last time I or like a couple days ago when I was um, looking for it, it um, it was uh, only in the dubbed English. Oh, I wonder if it's maybe because Funimation is now um, had lost the. I don't know. Maybe there was something with how would happen with Funimation no, no longer yeah. having. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll find someone with a Crunchyroll. Uh, there you I'll go. find someone with a Crunchyroll account or something and, and watch it through there. But just ask Jackson. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> um, I think yeah, he started uh, watching it too. Oh yeah, I mean it's a good series. Obviously, we're like kind of veering off on Voltron real quick, but yeah, it's. I mean. 
it took me the the first. I know what you're talking about, like how it's like kind of like whiny-ish, especially with uh, the English uh, English dub version, where it can mm-hmm. seem like the the main character uh, Deku is just like constantly like, oh my god, I don't have a quirk, why? And then, you know, it's like over exaggerated-ish type deal. Where if it was at least in its original format, you'd be like going, ah, yes, perfect anime. The voices work, with yeah. everything, you know, and yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. But after the first couple um ep- like after the first like few episodes i kind of got over that and i was all right mm-hmm. cool i can i can totally just like watch all the way through and i i did watch like both versions uh a couple oh, times okay. I, doubled, I doubled up on 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 it so i could see like going, does it really matter uh yeah not really i mean for me i was like at the end of the day i was like all right good it's a good story and you know other than that but like i said uh let's not talk about that right now because we could talk <laughs> about another episode when you can actually catch up to it as well um, but yeah, Voltron, ne- the Netflix uh, original, I don't know if you want to call it an original, but uh, Netflix series, the Voltron Legendary Defender, had the 13 episodes, season seven. Great. Second half, awesome. I even, I was going into season eight so amped up and ready because of the the way they left the cliffhanger of season eight. Remember, you just see that Altaian was actually the one controlling that, that, uh, Robeast, which we find out is an official name of it in this season, but that Robeast that had attacked Earth after they had been uh, Zendak. And yes. Yeah, so we were all like, going, oh shit, Like that's a plot twist. Like, Where's this going to go? Like, now now Allura has to kind of like, kind of explain herself. Like, oh, Miss, oh, the Galra is always out there <clears throat> trying to get us. The Galra are this, and then you know, blah, blah, you know, just like going, oh, the Altans were always the victims. Uh, not in this case. The Altans were straight up, like, coming for blood. And yeah. that's that's when you, that's when you're like, going, all right, where is this season eight going to take us? Where will we, um, I mean, it was just, it was just one of those things I go, all right, there's, there's got to be a, I mean, it raised that big question, like, why is this happening? And where will this obviously take us? So, that's where I was coming in season eight, and especially, and also season eight, I was feeling a, a bit of the dread because knowing that this was going to be the last season, and since you were over there so kill happy in our last uh, review of season <laughs> seven, you actually put it in my head like going, "Fuck, they are going to kill someone," and if it's any death is going to make me feel like shit. Obviously, any death of the original paladins and or Koran. I mean, if it was. I don't know who can we say any of the uh, main five or uh, yeah any five. of the main like yeah yeah if, I mean if it was one of those MFE fighters eh, or if it was Commander Iverson eh, I would have been like okay what you know been fine I mean, it would still like being oh that sucks but yeah that's what got me thinking like oh shit here we go um, this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those seasons I gotta I gotta ramp up for spoiler alert FYI just this is gonna be a disclaimer. Obviously in the notes, which, you know, I always say that, but I don't think I ever do put that in the notes. So people probably might get mad at us every time we do these things. They go, fuck, asshole, you should have told me there's a spoiler in your notes. So then I would have, so I would have listened to your episode. But um, yeah, um, everyone right now, before we go deeper into season eight, um, there's going to be spoiler, I don't want to say spoiler heavy, but there's going to be some spoilers throughout the throughout this episode, um, which was 13, season, uh, 13 episodes. Uh, first, uh, right off the bat, the... It got me hyped up with the launch date episode. It was um, when everyone was pl- uh, preparing to, you know, jettison out of Earth and then start exploring and to try and find the the answers of the Robeast and the Altaian 
uh, the rogue Altaian that you know attacked Earth. What was one thing that just like popped out of my mind that I just loved, which I felt like I was going to be like, oh my god, this season's going to be the best, is when they did the callback to original Voltron. Do you um, remember seeing a uh, Pidge? Was uh, I think they even showed a clip of original Voltron on TV because they were they they, they uh, the Voltron crew had now become uh, so famous that they are they're now they have they have been made into uh, into a cartoon in the world in the in this, their own world. And then you see, um, who else do you see? You see Pidge actually in the market at one point is um, shopping. And you see Pidge turn into uh, original Pidge, which which was just <laughs> was was an excellent callback throughout the throughout this episode. I just thought to myself like, all right, looks like they're gonna reach out to their original like uh, Voltron Voltron fans by by these callbacks by having the original show in the background. Um, you're having Pidge embrace the Pidge role by actually at one point said morphing into Pidge and be like look at me everyone and he even did the and she even did uh Bex Taylor Klaus I believe that's her name uh the voice actor mimicked the the voice of original Pidge from the 86 series which I thought was like <laughs> a nice little like awesome nod um what did you like wait, 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 how did you feel about when you saw that I mean that I guess for me I felt already like going oh man like nice callback I like I like where they're going already with this first episode yeah um you know, it, it like I said, so there was a lot of stakes in, in season um, seven. And I feel like that that episode was kind of uh, like a showing you the, you know, the status quo of all the characters. Uh, I felt like it was trying to build in some emotional beats in there um, to kind of prep the audience for like, these are these are these are the characters. This is why we're emotionally attached to them, because um, I think like you, I felt like something was going to go down this season. Um, and so I think it should, you know, it, it, it was a good, uh, intro episode into the season. And then, you know, those little callbacks are great and it's, it was just, it was perfect. I thought, um, a nice way to, um, to, uh, kind of uh, do an homage to the original. Yeah, you're right. They did, they did make sure that this launch date was actually going to be setting up your emotions for everything. Um, you saw it, especially with when they started uh, go, d- uh, diving into the Lance and the Laura chemistry, the relationship there, which <laughs> as we were watching this, Raina looks at me and goes, wait a minute, <laughs> Lance? Lance is the one that was is going to ask out Laura? I'm going, this whole time you've been cosplaying as Keith. <laughs> I was going, why the hell didn't you, why didn't you cosplay as Lance? I was going, oh, I'm more of a Keith kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going, she doesn't end up with Keith. I'm going, uh, I don't have to tell you, <laughs> but um, that was that was a nice little uh, you know nice a build up for for the series. You're going okay, here we go. You're and you see Hunk with the family. Yeah, you're 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 right. They were just laying down the foundation for you know eventual heartbreak because you know in in Nico Mastaho's world he wants to kill everyone. And, <laughs> you know <laughs> this, this Voltron was probably gonna. You know, fall fall in this uh, episode, and we uh, jump into the next episode. Which I won't lie, that next episode was kind of like, um, 
it didn't confuse me because once again it was like a ground uh, uh it was like laying laying the groundwork to, uh, for for the season you see like the flashbacks of back and forth between uh lotor zarkon and uh Unerva. yeah yeah aka uh hagar hagar yeah hagar whatever yeah I, I don't know I, I fell asleep on that the first time i watched it watching that one so i had to rewatch it because i thought like oh fuck that was kind of boring <laughs> but then after watching it i was like oh all right. I mean, it gave you more of an idea of like the. I'm, I'm doing the air quotes right now. The family dynamic of the Zarkon family. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you? How did you feel about that that episode? And it's like, what, did it? How, how did it bring you more content? Like more. Where did it? Where, yeah. Where did it? Where did it take you with this? Um. So I feel like how the first episode was a intro into how um what the heroes were doing. Um, this was kind of like, this episode was like a juxtaposition and it was like showing, okay, what's Hagar and Nerva been doing um, up until this point? Cause it was a little jarring because I, I, I did, I couldn't figure out uh, like the timeline because th- th- this episode jumps um, from period to period, starting with, you know, Zarkon and Hanerva's, um, relationship the relationship with Lotor and it kind of fills the audience in on where she's been in the last two seasons because she really didn't play um a big part in the last two seasons and you kind of wonder where she's been um you know ever since uh I can't even remember um Lotor Lotor like went rogue and and uh you know built his own Voltron and and he became the main villain I think she she's kind of been like in the background, like they barely showed her. She kind of just disappeared. Um, so I think this was a good episode to catch up the audience into where she's been and why she's been so quiet, in, you know, in the last two seasons. And, and, you know, it reveals that she actually hasn't been just sitting on the sidelines. She's actually been kind of like working on her own plan, but it was hard to kind of figure things out. I had to keep stopping and thinking, okay, wait, what what time period is this or what season did this happen or where exactly in the timeline this fits um so while i thought it was a good idea it, it did take me like a second to kind of follow the plot of um of this uh episode so i i don't know maybe it felt yeah. like again i think they were doing the whole anime route where you tr- kind of want the audience to feel a little sympathy for the villain um, and so that you don't feel that they're completely just evil to be evil. Um, so I think it showed a little bit of that, but, um, I don't, it, it, it was a little bit, uh, harder to follow than, uh, you know, most normal episodes, uh, um, in the series. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there was, there was, yeah, the moments of like the flashbacks here and there and it, you're right. She had been out of the series, uh, spotlight for, but yeah, the last two two and a half seasons and you're like going, okay, maybe she, like she, it gives you the answers of like, going, oh, okay, did they just write her off the show and she's no longer around? And yeah, you get, uh, you get the sense of like, okay, she's over there. She's been, you know, plotting her return. Um, I just, and, and obviously it lays down once again, the groundwork of the motivation behind her actions in these in the next few episodes, which, you know, we're not gonna do like an episode breakdown of everything, but I mean, like you by getting that already, you you find out like the whole reason for this season, <laughs> the reason for the season, everyone, 
was was straight up like she wanted to do she wanted to bring back Lotor. Right? She wanted to get reunited her family. That had, had that has that has been like uh you know taken down by by Voltron. Yeah. I mean that that eventually throughout the season, um or towards the end of the season you find out what her main master plan has been. And we'll probably get to it, but I have a lot of issues with I don't know. There I I think there's a lot of flaws in her plan and a lot of like, well, that's not going to work. Or like, I don't understand why she did this or that. So, um, I mean, we'll get to that, but yeah. 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 Of course. We're, we're going to put a pin on it, but I mean, that was the over, that was the overarching plan throughout this whole season. Her wanting to reunite with her family. Right. Once again, spoiler alert, everyone. Um, we we we've always said it before. There's been like these filler episodes during the seasons. How did did you feel that there were any filler episodes this season? If so, how many and which ones? Um, which one? It was a couple of episodes in. It's the one where it's like um, uh, one of the MFE fighters um is filming, like it's do uh it's doing like a day forty yeah like a found footage a found footage uh episode. Of um, and again, I I just don't understand why that was placed in there. It did nothing for the storyline. Um, and you know, with this being the final season, I just don't know why they either why they felt like they had to have that episode in, or why they didn't use that episode to develop other plot lines or other things that could have been developed a little bit more. Um, overall, I think. I'm trying to think. Um, there was anything else? Um, that was the, the the most the one that stuck out the most. As soon as I I, I um, like five minutes into that episode, I was like in my head thinking that for sure this is going to be a filler episode, and I was like debating skipping it. Um, but then I just powered through just because. Well, it's only a thirty minute show, um, but also because uh, on the off chance that they might. Um, mention or do something that might be important later i don't want to skip it so yeah yeah that, that's how that's how that's how i felt too like i i'll i thought yeah season eight i right, don't you know don't mess around don't give us any filler crap don't give us this family feud episode type deal like in season seven which i have to say they gave that episode in like the first two or three episodes Right of of that season, mm-hmm. they put this what to to what's you know between me and you like what they they put this filler episode on episode seven. This is that that's like midway through the season already, mm-hmm. which made me think like, like would I have rather had the filler episode if if there was going to be a filler episode? Would I have rather had it in the beginning to get it out of the way, or would I rather rather have it at seven? And uh and you know, you know where I'm going. Okay. It's because at this point everything has been like building up, building up, building up. You just see, I mean, but prior to this, you had the episode where you see Onerva take out that uh, that planet, um, Ocarion. Right, right, right. Wait, is it Ocarion? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just see, uh, in that, like I said, like this episode, like everything leading up to it, you just felt every episode was like gut wrenching because it seemed like Onerva was one step ahead of them every time. She was taking out planets. She was. She was able to, I'm not gonna say manipulate, but she was able to. Her strategy was always 
like one step ahead. Voltron doesn't even know what my plan is. If they were even to think of it, it was like, it's not, it was like misdirection here and there. And the paladins are always pl- trying to play catch up. And when they, when they did finally catch up to her on, on times, they still got, they still got taken down. And having, having this episode come in like on episode seven, I thought you lost, you lost the momentum there. And I just thought like going shit, you should have done this earlier where I'd be like, all right, good. The throwaway episode good. I don't need to see that anymore. This is, it was like one of those ones that it kind of like, <laughs> it was a boner killer. Yeah. And it was just like one of those things, things that, you know, you're like, going, all right, here we go. Like going, cause right after, right before that one, it was the Genesis one. That's when, uh, they go, uh, try to, uh, confront Onerva and she basically kills and just like takes the, the, that planet's, um, what do you call it? Quintessence and just like drains everything. And you just feel like, fuck dude. Like. She just straight up like took you guys down, and you got, and she made you watch as she basically, you know, uh, there's some strong words I'm gonna use here, but she used uh, rhymes with grape, this planet of quintessence, and it was, it was that was like one of those emotion, not too emotional, but it was like one of those things like oh that was gut wrenching, and then it made you even more like, all right Voltron, you need to get Onerva. She's she's just straight up like. She's playing you guys. You guys need to get her. And, you know, you get that kind of um, anger behind it. And you're like, going, come on, I want to see Voltron like, come through this and, you know, obviously beat her because the good guys always win. And then day 47 happens and you see Kincaid and Razavi doing this whole documentary style episode. You know, which I was like going, I don't know if I needed to have that as kind of to water down the, the season a bit or water down my emotions after what I had just previously seen. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, what was what was the point of it? And I say that, but then I know on the other side of the coin, this whole series has always had these kind of fillers, and that was the big difference I felt with this with this series compared to the original. Like this this series had a lot more of those lighthearted type episodes, or they showed the real silliness of the Voltron, you know, uh, crew and their. And everything like that, it really showed them more um, playful side, if anything. Um, Sans Keith, that guy was never playful. That guy was always just straight up like, I got a mission to do. I got to do this. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know. It was it was just one of those ones where I felt like it was a misplaced episode or even, like I said, if you were going to do an episode like this, you should throw it in season seven or another season or just don't waste one of the episodes that you only have a limited 13 episodes on a filler episode like this. And you're right. I was there. Cause I was like going, oh, I'm going to skip this. No, hold on. Wait. I know in the last probably 10 minutes or maybe five minutes, there's going to be this, you know, twist or this plot twist where you're like going, Oh shit. They found something on the footage and now they're going to, and then the whole time I would have been watching uh, episode eight and going, wait, what, when did that happen? Oh, it happened after I had fallen asleep on day 47 episode. Like I better rewatch it real quick just to make sure. No, it didn't happen. It it brought no gratification knowing that I had, I I muscled through that episode. Like going, here we go, thirty minutes in. <laughs> nope, nothing, no self gratification at all. That was a waste. Damn you. And I don't. I mean, I guess the point of it was to give a reason why the Altaians would all of a sudden eat cake. And then feel like, okay, now we trust you guys and we can talk to you. Like, I feel like that was the overall, like, 
point A to point B conclusion of that episode. Like it, it just wrapped up where it was like those Altaians who refused to speak to um, Haran or Allura about why they were helping uh, Hanerva all of a sudden, you know, had a change of heart in this episode and they decided to speak with her. And I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it was a way to kind of show that, but I mean, really <laughs> it's, you're, you're in a war out here and you've, you've chosen your side and because hunk makes this uh, cake um, and they try to make it emotional and, and kind of give like this nice uh, reason behind it, this like sweet, like, oh, I'm going to make them something that reminds them of their home. And, and sometimes that small reminder helps you remind, it helps to remind you why you're, um, you know, in this war and, and what fight, uh, what side you should be on. But I don't know, it just felt uh, off. It, it, even that could have been done a lot better if that was the whole point of this um, episode. But other than that, I don't really find anything in this episode that could, that leads to the bigger picture, that leads to the overarching storyline. So I don't know. You're right. And it is the, the final um, season. That time could have been used a lot better. Um, there are a lot of interesting side characters. I would have liked, I wouldn't have mind a, um, an episode on the MFE fighters because I thought they were a good addition uh, last season. Um, they gave them some character, you know, um, and they were likable. Um, but I don't know. This episode really, I mean, I guess it, it, it highlighted them a little bit more than in the other episodes, but I, I, I didn't care for them after this episode. It didn't do anything for me, um, you know? So, yeah, you're the uh, spinoff episode or not a spinoff episode, but an episode focusing on the MFE pilots would have been excellent. It would have given you more, more, more reason to be like, okay, I don't now. I don't want to see them die. Yeah, either. exactly. Like I, you know, you you get that 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 point of like, um, you guys are you guys. I see. There's more more backstory to you guys. Like. I hope you don't die because you have you have a wife and kid back home and you're just doing this just to protect them. Yeah, obviously I get that. That please don't don't kill don't don't kill Kincaid. Don't kill Rizavi, you know, Rizavi. But I mean, I guess the only one that you kind of wait, no. Veronica wasn't a MFE fighter, right? Um, I thought she was, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean I, I knew she was one of the Earth uh based people from the um uh the Galaxy Garrison, but I can't remember if she was yes. one of the MFE fighters or just someone that was helping um, out. And I was, to be honest, I was too lazy to go back and watch season seven and, and figure out exactly where she fit in. But um, yeah, I mean, any of those new characters, I think could have, um, uh, they could have done something with and give you a little bit more of a reason why you, you want to see them succeed and not, um, see anything happen to them so i mean the the only and veronica w was the only one where i did feel like oh shit i hope you don't die because you're lance's sister mm -hmm. so at least that really gave me kind of like the background on her like oh okay you're lance's sister like i like lance like he's a he's a paladin i don't want to see him die and i don't want to see anything that would make him feel like shit so yeah please don't die yeah so and that was it and everyone else here is like okay you're just a pilot. You're just a part of the garrison. Like, okay, whack, whack, whack. So, yeah, that they could have they could have benefited by by making an episode of just them. 
Yeah. Um, but you did touch on the point right now where, yeah, the Altaians, which we had, uh, which season seven had left off, the Altaians were now the allies of this. They were just puppets in this season. Mm-hmm. And do you actually do you blame them for for what uh, for what happened? Like, and do you blame them for for following blindly into the light of uh, Onerva and her? And her, you know, push for like Voltron is evil. Like you need to, we need to fight, fight back, type deal. Like, how did did, did that fit for you? Because like for me, I'll tell you, like, it it was satisfying to know, like, going okay. So, and I, I'm not sure if we did uh, touch upon that in season seven, where we were hoping that um, the Altaians, uh were just basically was it a rogue group of Altaians, uh, or you know, or was it something in this case they were being manipulated by Onerva? Because um, she just basically said like, "Oh, Lotor, your leader, like the the person who was trying to help you this whole time, uh, had been taken away by Voltron," and I was just like, "What a goddamn liar! <laughs> you don't even know, like." You stupid idiot Altaians. <laughs> like that fool was freaking harvesting you. You don't even understand. I'm like, uh so that that's where I was like going, ah, yes, you don't understand, so I can't be too mad at you. But I mean I was just like, uh Yeah, but and I understand that. I understand initially if you wanna make them the puppets, but I feel like there were so many um uh, uh chances in this uh season where excuse me uh so many chances in the season where those Altaians um could have seen that they were being played and it wasn't until the very end uh you know at a, in a pivotal scene where one of the Altaians kind of switches sides but um I don't know I just felt like they're they're blindly just following Nerva and I think there were several several instances where um, they they should have seen already that they were they were the puppets that they were just being played this whole time. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's just kind of one of those things you have to dismiss because um, you know it is a cartoon. Um, but yeah, I, I, I honestly did not feel too. Uh, bad for them um, and it was just hard for me like because I didn't feel bad for them I, it was hard for me to believe some of uh, Alora's um, uh, motivations later uh, to do some of the things she does um, to fight for her people I know she's she, you know for a long time she's thought that she's the last of her kind and then she finally finds out there are more Altans out there um, so I don't know if this was um, a way for them to kind of bring everything back full circle to, 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 um, uh, remind the audience of, of what had happened, uh, with the previous, um, paladins and how, uh, you know, Altea was destroyed and Dibazal was destroyed, um, and kind of wrap that whole storyline up as well, um, as this season came to a close, but I don't know. A lot of these, I think, episodes and the season fell flat for me um and i'm not sure if it's just because it fell flat for me or if it was um because season seven was so good 
that I was expecting a, a really good conclusion. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about like, did you, how did you feel about those Altans? Other than like, I know you said you'd mentioned that, um, that uh, you did kind of somewhat sympathize with them, but did you felt like it was a, is a good enough driving force, like a, like a plot device to keep the, the story moving? It was, it was, I, I thought, I thought it was because at, at the end of the day, Onerva did need an army of some sorts. And since the Galra had basically been 99% defeated, there's been like maybe little pockets here in the, in the galaxy that maybe still haven't got word that, you know, battle's over, you guys lost. She needed, she needed someone to be on her side and, you know, help Voltron. And I, I wouldn't have, I would not have been able to just like grasp and believe like, oh, she was going to be the only one to take to go against Voltron. Like she needed, she needed foot soldiers and, you know, well, using the Altaians as, as a uh, foot soldiers that, that seemed like I was all right with. And I, and the way she did it, when about doing it, I was like, okay, yeah, that would make sense. Cause these are once again, blind disciples that, you know, they have, they have a statue of Lotor in their damn place. <laughs> and they're going, Okay, who else? Who else better to uh, get than the people that uh, have, you know, that were f- falling blindly into into the light uh, for Lotor in the beginning? So, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't too disappointed with with the use of the Altaians, and so, I I was just, it was fine. And yeah, you're right. If anything, it got me more emotionally. Like going, God damn you! You've turned her own people against her. Gah, you know that's even made me even more mad at Onerva, and it did make me. It, it got me more emotionally involved. Um, and I'll tell you this: the f- second half of season seven and the first half, up to the point of day forty-seven, episode day forty-seven of uh, of season eight, I think that was that that right there makes a f- an excellent season all through and through because every every episode was just like. Bang, 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 bang! Like hit her, hit her, hit her! Yeah, going. You're, you're like, it's all all episodes that were progressing the storyline. They are all like uh, very emotionally uh, engaging. Um, so if they were going to, if I was gonna rate, what would be the best ep- uh, season? I know I'm gonna jumping ahead. Like, I'd say half season seven and the first half of season eight. Like ta da! Like that would be my, that would be my perfect season right there. Um, but I mean, if we're gonna jump into another like another throwaway episode, at least up for me, was the was the one right after day forty seven was cl- the clear day oh. right, when they went to that planet where they were uh, with the f- uh, festivities. Mm-hmm. That was that was another one of those like silly, lighthearted, like like oh look at that the paladins of Voltron get to have fun today and they get to go to this festival and you know get to play games and shit like that, which was once again I was like going. Uh, okay, I don't, I don't like you're you're really slowing that storyline down. Yeah, I was expecting something much bigger to happen, but I I don't know. Again, the result of this episode was just to find a way to 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 have Alura be alone so that she can make the, that decision to um absorb whatever that dark essence that they had um pulled out of the um the Altean. Um I don't, again, I don't think they should have done a full episode on this. Uh, I was expecting, you know, oh, their guard is down there out having fun. This is the perfect time to attack. It's something big's going to happen. 
Um, but really, that the only result of that episode was, again, like, Allura was alone, so no one was there to stop her from absorbing that um, that dark essence, you know? And, and that was something that she was um, contemplating, like, pretty much through the whole episode. Yeah, and but this episode is a clear reason why we watch these filler episodes because it wasn't until the last five mm-hmm. minutes when they dropped something like, oh, shit, like, no, Allura, don't do it. Like, don't. Don't let your, you know, don't put down the shield. Like, don't, don't, don't do what we think you're gonna do because you're gonna do yeah. it. We know what you're thinking already. Like, you wanna, which I thought was actually, like, pretty. I'm trying. Now I'm like wondering if I'm mixing my episodes. That was the same episode where she daydreamed Lotor, right? Like he he appeared, yes, out of nowhere, and that kind of like led her to to uh, to following through with her her actions. Correct. Yes, and and so at least I like this this episode a little bit more because when she does see Lotor, there's a lot of truth to what he says, and she's like kind of hallucinating him, um, but it's kind of like the you know the good Lotor, or at least the assumed good Lotor that we saw back in like season. Um, uh, six or so when we thought he was being good, but he seemed um, a lot of this uh, episode, he seemed, uh, you know, genuine. Um, so it's hard to, I think that was the kind of um, the best part of this episode was that um, you didn't know if she was imagining this or if this was somehow low, low torse, like reaching out to her, um, you know, uh, now that uh, he was, you know, kind of brought back, um, and you just didn't know what to make of it. So you didn't know if, if that essence was, was going to, was part of the plan for Anerva from the beginning for Allura to absorb that, or was it, um, you know, something that's going to help them later on. Um, so there's a little bit of suspense in that episode that kind of kept me a little bit more motivated than, uh, day 47, but, um, overall, yeah, it was overall, it was still, I want to say 60, 70% filler. And which I was like, eh, I don't know about that one. I mean, it was just, yeah, filler. It was filler all the way through. And then you drop that, that you know, last five, ten, like ten, five, five, ten minutes. And you're like going, this is why I watch filler episodes, everyone. This is why, because you just never know when they're going to put something in. Uh-oh, looks like we went a little nerd overload with this episode. Don't forget to turn over to side B, a.k.a. part two of this two-part series. See you then.